Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good morning, church. Uh, hey, uh, my name's Abby, and I had the honor of being a Philadelphia Project intern this past summer. Um, I'm specifically partnered with Wissahickon Church, but I spend a lot of time here at Roxborough because I actually sleep right upstairs. Um, <laughs> it's been such a blessing these past few Sundays to get to worship with you guys. Uh, thank you for being so welcoming and inviting, uh, even behind a mask and six feet apart. Today I'm going to be sharing a little bit about what my experience with TPP has been like as an intern this summer. Probably just like yours, this summer did not end up being what I expected. Uh, when I was first hired by TPP, I thought I would be leading groups of students in repairing a home here in Philadelphia. To be completely honest, I had almost no construction experience before getting here this summer, but I sort of figured that if I just came here with an open heart and open mind, then I would pick up enough along the way to sort of get by. In hindsight, that probably was not the best thought process, but it all ended up working out. Uh, really, I was most excited to get to work with students again. Last summer, I got to lead a few retreats for the youth group at my local church, uh, which really sparked a passion in me to help disciple young believers in their walk with Christ. So even though I knew I was definitely not qualified to do construction, I did know that I had a deep passion to encourage and lead students as they learned a bit more about what it looks like to serve others as a Christian. Unfortunately, I did not get the chance to pursue that passion this summer. As the pandemic continued to get worse, the leaders at TPP let us know that we would not be able to have any groups of students here this summer. At first, I wasn't sure if I wanted to come here anymore at all. I was confused and kind of frustrated with God because I thought he'd called me here to continue growing in my passion for youth ministry, and now that was no longer part of the plan. After praying about it, I still felt like God was calling me here, Anyway, even though the details of what I would actually end up doing were really uncertain. Once I arrived here in Philly, my plans were made and I fell into the rhythm of intern life. We worked with local food distribution ministries, helped renovate a kitchen and a bathroom of one of our homeowners, and spent three days a week at our partner churches, helping further their ministry in whatever way they needed us to. Each day was a new opportunity to learn more about how to live as a disciple of Christ, bringing light into darkness, whether that was putting in flooring or just sitting and listening to part of somebody's life story. As interns, we were frequently challenged to step out of our comfort zones. For me, that looked like having conversations about justice and racial reconciliation, as well as just learning to be bold and speak up a bit more in our group discussions. Though being challenged was uncomfortable, the growth that I've seen in myself as a result of those challenges has been insane. And really, I never would have seen that growth if it weren't for the people in this community that have discipled me. People like Pastor Charlie, Hope Renner, and especially my other interns. Ultimately, now when I look back at this summer, I can see that it was really all about discipleship. Just not the kind of discipleship I thought I was going to see. It wasn't me discipling students. It was about my own growth as a disciple. God was still honoring my passion for youth ministry. He was just doing it by equipping me with the tools that I would need later in life to serve my students someday. At the very beginning of the summer, we spent a day at Shores of Grace pulling up weeds and rocks. We were preparing the soil so that they could plant a garden for the local community to come and get food at throughout the year. 
The process of getting the ground ready for the crops was long, sweaty, and honestly really uncomfortable, but it was necessary so that the seeds would be able to grow and produce fruit. In the same way, my experience here this summer hasn't always been the most comfortable. I've moved mattresses, chopped down trees, and honestly done more construction work in three months than I have in my entire life. But most importantly, through all of that work, I've grown in patience, humility, and confidence in the God that I've given my life to. Just like the soil at Shores of Grace, my heart has gone through a cultivation process while being here at TPP, a process that I know has prepared me to bear fruit no matter where I end up being planted next. I'm not sure what the next step in my journey is as a disciple, but I know that as a Christian, I've signed up for a lifelong position of learning to look more like Jesus. Hopefully, the more I look like Jesus, the more I'll be able to fulfill the ultimate call of a disciple, which is to reach all nations of the earth with the gospel. I firmly believe that this summer in Philadelphia has built me up as a disciple of Christ, and now it's my turn to go out and return that favorite to whatever community I'm planted in. So thank you for letting me be a small part of your church family here this summer. I hope that even though your summer probably didn't look like you expected it to, you're still able to see areas of your life where God has been teaching you to look more like him. Thank you. Hi, my name is Valerie, and I'm a TPP intern here, and I will be reading scripture um, from Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. Then, 11 then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching, teaching them to obey, obey everything I have commanded you. And, I sure, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I feel like a pastor. <laughs> they come up here with the Bible, open it to the scripture, and then they say, let us pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, church, let us pray. Online, you let us pray too. Our Father in heaven, hallowed is your name, Lord. Thank you for our opportunity, Lord, to carry the gospel um, to all nations, God. Thank you for the calling that you called us as Christians to do, Lord, to make disciples, Lord, um, of all nations as well, Lord, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, today that you challenge people, but not only the people, Lord, you challenge me as well, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that I decrease, Lord, so that you can increase through me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So I would read the Great Commission one more time, but um, Val did a wonderful job doing that. So um, I'm just going to give a little bit about me and why it's so important to make disciples. So I grew up in a poverty-stricken neighborhood in Montgomery, Alabama. The Lord miraculously saved my life. I'm talking about I was a, what they quote-unquote call thug or whatever you want to do at a young age, living for myself, not living for a purpose. And then you had a guy named Kevin King and another guy named Ken Austin who saved my life, basically. But the Lord saved my life, but they got, the Lord used them to save my life. And if it wasn't for these guys who brought me out of a situation that I was in, a single-parent home, no mother, 
my mother in the house, but like basically I'm living by myself. She worked. So when she wasn't at home, I was doing my own thing. So basically no, no mom in the house. She was there, but I was just young and acting a fool, bringing liquor to school and doing everything that I was not supposed to be doing as a young man. And the Lord came through them men, men of God, those people who discipled me. And they, that's why I said they saved my life, but the Lord really saved it. You know what I mean? So I think it's really, really important that we should make disciples and we should really get out of the four walls. And I should myself get out of the four walls and go. How are they going to know if we don't go? And that's what I tell people all the time. Like, how are they going to know if we scared? If we, a lot of times as Christians, I feel like we're cowards in a lot of ways, even myself, because sometimes we're scared to do the calling that God asked us to do. Not even asked us, because when you read the Great Commission, I think it says, I know it says, commanded you. So it's a commandment. The Great Commission is not an opinion or, or, or up for debate. As a Christian, we should be making disciples. We have to make disciples. Because if we don't make disciples, how is the body of church, the body of Christ, how are we gonna, how's the church going to grow? The church will not grow if we don't go. So somebody has to know about it. There's a lot of people dying out here in Philadelphia. And I feel like we, as a church, should be a big part of that. That scene where people dying and losing their lives, going to jail or anything like that. We as Christians need to be out there in the mission field, not scared, but unashamed of the gospel, preaching the gospel, bringing people in, bringing people in, bringing people in. Not for walls, but into the faith. Amen? So um, if you turn to Galatians 6, 9 with me, I feel like a lot of times as Christians, we're very impatient with people. We're very, very impatient with people because we think that what we say needs to go. But God is in control of this person's life. So you may not see this person growing yet. But how do you know that in the next two years, the next two months, the next two weeks, they might grow in that area? You know what I mean? So I feel like, so I was being discipled by a guy named Dwayne Rembert, right? And this guy was very, 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 very patient with me. When I first came into faith, I was very, very immature. And I still got a lot of immature areas now. I ain't going to sit up here and lie. But I know that this guy was very patient with me. Because when you're in the faith, if you're so, if you're so used to doing wrong, you spent all of your years of doing wrong, 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 wrong. When you come to Christ, the Lord got to work on some things. The Lord got to take some of those th- the old stuff out. And bring some new in. But that comes with discipleship. That comes through discipleship and everything else. Reading the word of God, praying, being around community. But if you don't have no community, if we're not going to make disciples, what community are going to plug in? Their community. And their community telling them, rob, kill, steal, do all of these other things that don't glorify the Lord. Amen? All right, so I'm going to go to Galatians 6, 9. Right? The Lord says in the scripture, this is the word of God. The Bible says, first was the word. So that's why I say the Lord says, but the word of God says, let us not become weary in good doing. For at a proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Making disciples is good. Making disciples is a commandment. Good doing. 
don't grow weary. So, so, so basically when I read this scripture, I'm looking at it from this perspective. If, if, if the scripture says don't grow weary, that means it's going to be hard. Amen? If you grow on weary in something, if I'm out there like Abby was talking about picking up weeds and doing all that, we were weary out there. But the Lord said don't give up. Don't give up because you're going to reap a harvest. So, so that's so crazy that you mentioned that because it's just like now you're going to reap a harvest in that garden that we were doing. Roxborough Church interns, when you was building that fence in the hot sun, you're going to reap a harvest from that. You probably grew weary in that time, but the Lord was with you during that time. With the Hicken interns, we was tearing down <laughs> pianos and organs and all of that and building up drywall and putting down floors. We put down a floor. We had to take it all the way back up. You think I want to take that floor back up if I just put it down? Of course not. But I couldn't grow weary because this is what we need as Christians. We need to be serving our local churches. And from us doing that floor, you never know what Pastor Charlie and Pastor Ray going to do over there with Sahikin now. That can help a lot of people. That can help a lot of people, and, it, and life is not about us. So it's just like, yo, we have to do it. Even though every morning, every day, I didn't want to do it, but that's why the Scripture says don't grow weary. Amen? So um, when I read my Bible, I'm really, really looking at myself in there. Like, I don't look at it to preach to the people. I'm like, Lord, like when I read, a lot of times when I read like Romans 1 and all that, I'm like, well, this is me, this is me, this is me, this is me. And I think a lot of people as Christians, we look at this is them, this is them, this is them. But I'm putting myself in those shoes. Like when, when, when Paul speaks to the people, he challenges them. But I feel like Paul was challenging himself too. Because he even said, Lord, he said like for what he does not want to do, he finds himself doing and what he wants to do, he doesn't do. So I feel like even when he was giving scripture and giving commands, all of that, I feel like he was speaking to itself. So I'm coming out of a place where I don't want to grow weary either. Amen? Okay, so um, I'm going to go to Romans 8.25 real quick. Romans 8.25, if you got it, say amen. Amen. It says, but if we hope for what we yet but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently for it. So when we're going out here in the mission field and we're trying to make disciples, is this word called sanctification. Sanctification, and let me read what sanctification is, and it'll make sense. What is sanctification? Sanctification is the act or process of acquiring sanctification sanctity of being made or becoming holy. So being made whole or becoming holy. So it's just like sanctification is a process. So when a person comes to the Lord, it takes time. Like I said, it could take five months, five years. You never know, but it's not our job as Christians to be so hard on this person like, you didn't do this right. You didn't do this right. You didn't do this right. Think about your life and when you came to the Lord. And I know when I came to Christ, it, came, it took a long time for me to practice holiness because I'm so used to doing things outside of the will of God. How would I know just it don't snap like that? People's mind don't snap like that. And the Lord is patient with us. 
So we got to be patient with one another. We got to be patient to the people that we're discipling. So today, church, I just want to challenge us, you know, um, to make disciples. Because this is the building of the church, man. If it wasn't for Kevin King, Ken Austin, Dwayne Rimbert, I would not be up here talking about Jesus, talking about discipleship, talking about nothing right now. I'll be probably doing something else on a block with some thugs or whatever. That's what I'll be doing. But my life is made whole right now from those men of God who taught me what it was to be a true disciple of Christ, who taught me how to walk in holiness and wholeness. God is so good, man. And when the Bible and the Great Commission, he says, go to all nations. All nations is here. All nations is in your backyard. A lot of people think it's like overseas and all of that. Yes, that's true. But what if we're not discipling nobody here? Philadelphia, we was out there last night in North Philly. All those people walking around lost. Even this Roxborough Street right here, we walk around. We see dope fiends. We see people who don't know the Lord, and I'm guilty this summer. I repent, Lord. I just rode right past them. When I had time to get out of my car and preach the gospel, and preach the gospel to these people because people are dying and people are lost. We don't have, this is, everybody in here I believe is saved. What if we had somebody in here who didn't yet know the Lord? who we can walk with, who we may grow weary with walking with, but we're in for the cause because at the end we're going to see a harvest. The people who disciple me, y'all don't know, Ken Austin, Kevin King, Dwayne Rimber, we don't know those people here. They're all in little bitty Montgomery, Alabama. But what the good thing is, is they have a disciple in Philadelphia and I pray somebody who I'm discipling goes to somewhere else and they be preaching the gospel. I pray that that, that that person that my disciple disciples goes somewhere else and they preaching the gospel. I pray when I die, somebody who I discipled would go make a disciple who makes a disciple generation Z on down. And they be spreading the gospel all because that little word that I said to somebody. That little five-minute time that I gave my life up just so I can see somebody else saved. God is so good, y'all. And we just can't have all this Jesus for ourselves. Jesus is so good, I'm going to shout right now. I'm just like, I can't have it all for myself. I got to give it to somebody else. Because think about those people. Think about the Apostle Paul before he trans- transformed into a Christian. People were scared of Paul even when he became a Christian. He was saw murdering Christians. That is an example how you know that God is not done with people yet. I feel like a lot of times what we do, we're scared because we think that some people can't change. But look at me up here. I'm a living witness. Look at everybody sitting out here. Look at everybody online. You a living witness. The Lord isn't done with y'all yet. He wants to use you. I'll give one more story that I'm going. There's a guy who died. He died 
2019. He was like 78, something like that. His name is John Smith, older white guy. We would go out for lunch. We would go out to, to dinner. He would support me. He's no longer here anymore. He would disciple me. He's no longer here with me anymore. So everybody who you're reaching out to doesn't even have to look like you. It could be, I'm black, I could be discipling a white kid. It don't matter about color. It matters about the gospel. Amen. Let us pray, church. Our Father in heaven, hallowed is your name, Lord. Lord, thank you for your grace, God, that you put upon everybody's life in this church and online right now, Father God. Lord, none of us really deserve you, Lord. So, Lord, if we don't deserve you, Lord, we can't make in our mind that other people don't deserve you, Lord. And we may say that with our mouths, Lord, but with our actions, does that really equal each other, what we're saying? I think not, Lord. Because, Lord, a lot of times, Lord, when we were sitting comfortable, we could have been making disciples, God. We could have been going to all nations, Lord, speaking your word, Lord. When I read the Great Commission, it says you're 11 disciples. Some worship you, but some doubt it. So, Lord, those people who doubt, Lord, I pray that you just call us to those people who doubt. And eventually, them watching our lives will draw them closer to you, Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy that you show us every day, Lord. None of us deserve this, Lord. We're all wretched, Lord. But the Holy Spirit that's inside of us, Lord, draws us closer and closer and closer to your Son. Thank you for Jesus, Lord. You didn't have to save us, God. You didn't have to die on the cross for our sins, Lord. You didn't have to take all of that, but you did, Lord. You died to yourself, Lord, so that we can have a way to God, Lord. So I pray right now, Lord, that we die to ourselves, Lord. We overcome fear. We overcome anxiety, Lord, so that people who, 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 who aren't Christians yet, Lord, could have a way to the Father through us and through Jesus. Thank you, God. I don't take this moment for granted, Lord. I'm so happy to be a deliverer of your word. But I pray, Lord, that you challenge me and you challenge the church not to just be a deliverer, be a doer of the word as well. In your son, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we move into our time of giving, I would love to encourage all of you just to think of ways that God has blessed you recently. Uh, maybe he's blessed your family, your career, or your health. Um, I know personally for me, he's blessed me a lot in my friendships that I've gotten to make with my fellow interns this summer. Uh, it's amazing now at the end of the summer to just look back and see God's fingerprints um, all over those relationships and just the transformation that I've experienced from getting to be a part of them. But this is the time in the service where we celebrate the blessings that God has given us. Through our tithes and offerings, we express our thanksgiving and gratitude to God. So today I want to invite you to give generously, just as God has given generously to us, as we consider how God might continue to use this faithful church in the days ahead. I'm standing up here today as a response to the faithfulness of this congregation. Your faithful giving over the past 10 years has continued to make summers like this possible for interns like me. As best as you are able, let's worship the Lord together by giving online at rocksboroughchurch.org or by dropping your offering in the offering box at the front of the sanctuary.
please join me in prayer? Dear God, um, thank you so much for this opportunity we have to just reflect on the blessings that you've given us. I pray that you bless the offering today and that you continue to bless the mission of this church um, as they just work to continue to make disciples and, and bring about your kingdom here on earth. God, thank you for all, you give, for all you've given us. Um, we're so thankful for your graciousness. everybody for coming and for everyone who tuned online. Um, I just want to send a reminder out to you that we should all go out and be disciples just as us TPP interns have been disciples to our local churches this summer. Um, so join me in a word of prayer and a send off. Lord, I thank you again for gathering us here together again um, on this beautiful Sunday morning. Um, I pray that you remind us to be a disciple just in our communities and in wherever we're from. Um, Lord, I pray that you walk with us through these uncertain times and that you continue to walk through, walk with us through after these times. Um, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And Lord be with you. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.